yesterday I was at my first post quote unquote COVID party. Okay, is this like a ch chicken box party or? How's this <laughs> <laughs> is it the opposite? So <laughs> it was the birthday party of a colleague of mine, and uh, well, so he actually did check. So he had like a poll before um, where he, you know, first of wanted us to decide on a date and second uh, he asked the uh, vaccination status so do you have covid and then it's just like a, a drawn <laughs> square that says yes no check one <laughs> so yeah um it turns out actually every single one that was there yesterday we were probably like 25 people i guess um mm -hmm. were all vaccinated completely so let's let's see what's oh, let's nice. see what happens the next few few weeks but uh yeah <laughs> since i've i've taken a lot of a lot of uh, tylenol since since yesterday non-covid related <laughs> but mm -hmm. mostly drinking a bunch of different booze you know all right um <laughs> i think my my symptoms will be rather late onset <laughs> so let's see yeah what they say was like no, I thought it was like three days. Uh, I, can't remember. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't even want yeah. to think about it. No, but it was it was kind of strange because it was the first party that I've been to in like, I would guess like two years, more or less. Um, okay. And same for my girlfriend. And you... So, so it was this whole... Did you forget how to how to socialize and party? Well, that's the good thing about just being socially awkward in general. I never knew how to do that stuff, so there was nothing that I could forget. <laughs> I I pretty much started off exactly where I left. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you never leave the ground, you don't have <laughs> you just nowhere exactly. to fall. Mm. And you know, there was this whole weird thing of introducing yourself to people. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you would typically do that with a handshake. So the, there was this mm -hmm. one guy who um, he seemed very, very, very jovial and very, very nice. And he was the first guy that, that I encountered um, there. And he looked at me and he was like, hi, I'm already forgot his name. Um, and <laughs> he, you know, stretched out his hand and, and reached. Yeah towards mine and, and i like in, in my mind everything went slow motion i'm like i just was in the bus um i touched <laughs> public transportation surfaces probably the, the nastiest surfaces there are and oh. hi i'm franz so <laughs> I, I, I shook his hand and and i hope the, the poor guy's not going to die and he said, Godspeed to you, sir. <laughs> uh, fuck. Friends apart. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I had an interaction um, probably about a mm -hmm. year ago. We were hiring somebody mm -hmm. uh, as like, um, like a lab tech, I guess, to just do like general construction and maintenance of lab mm -hmm. stuff. And... Um, he was like he was already one of those really awkward physicists who was kind of like he had long hair but he was balding and he was 25 but he looked 40 oh. you know those kind of like kind of those they're you know physicists that grew up in the dark in basements <laughs> um, but are really good at at uh, anyways so a he was extremely overqualified for mm -hmm. the job we're like we were going to get him to like cut 
plywood with saws and build little soundproof boxes for pumps and shit like that. Like, but like you have like a PhD in mm-hmm. physics. Like, get out yeah. of here. Um, but he obviously needed a job because it was like the height of lockdown, and he obviously didn't have one. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> this was like a two part two part thing. Like he was so awkward. But I also completely forgot social etiquette because that was the first new person that I had met since lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was just like, uh, they're like, hey, uh, Jason, this is uh, Mark. And I was just like, hey, Mark, how you doing? And I, like, went to go shake his hand and he, like, jumped back and he's like, uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> right, right, right. He's like, yeah, you, you know, because of the virus. And I was like, thanks, dumbass. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? I wasn't sure why. I just, you know, it was like this impulse, but. It was just so, his reaction was just so like, you oh, know, because of the oh virus. God. I'm like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Oh. I didn't know how to respond to that. I was just like, right, sorry, you know, force of habit. You, you should have just just said, just ask him which virus. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it, him lose his mind. Which one? And, 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 and you're like, or, or just pretend to be like a complete like COVID denier. That that would have been great as well. Yeah. Like just, just forcibly, just like spit in your hand before reaching out to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, and now I now I guess you're gonna tell me that computer viruses are real too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So uh, I spit in my hand and reach out to you and uh, um, <laughs> greet you, dear listener. Um, welcome to the Friends of Our Podcast um, episode. Who gives a fuck? and Eight. yeah exactly what i said and uh yeah so uh we are we are back in social life baby um we have new rules in germany it's it's all it's all new and and um definitely not related to our elections this fall <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know stuff about that in your country now as well, but yeah. All right, so we both have. Is it also a federal election? I think it's there was our big one, one. When I was there it's, too. It's our big one. It's yeah. it's the yeah. So we both have federal elections. Let's do a little compare and contrast here. <laughs> yeah, you're bigger. I know. Hmm? What? What? Just yeah. continue. <laughs> I, I <want> continue. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh yeah. So like, tell me, tell me about your your parties and tell me. Who who uh, who will replace our lovely Angela Merkel? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna be totally straight up with you, dude. Um, I mean, I can tell you the names, I can tell you the parties and stuff, but at this <laughs> point, I have no idea what they're standing for anymore. So, but, so basically, let me just break it down into the simplest of terms. Basically, we have your conservatives, right? You have your, yep. I don't want to say socialists. They're like, they are more left-leaning central whatever but more to the left center mm-hmm. left yeah and uh-huh. uh of course then you have your your green party um you have your uh liberals um and yeah so it's in in, in germany for the past 16 years and you just have to wrap your mind around that during my adult life i only had one president chancellor in our case um, it was Merkel. She was just there for my whole life. So for my generation right now, it's really strange just to accept the fact that there's going to be someone else. And if you see those just 
bastards that are running for election right now. Um, mm-hmm. You have like a couple of established old dudes, which is something that yeah. you just in general do not want to have anymore. And then you have like one woman who's quite young. Um, so comparably young, I mm-hmm. think she's like around 40, something like that. Uh, she's from the Green Party. And her mm-hmm. only her only incentive that she gives us to vote for her is, look at me, I'm young. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty much it. And I'm saying that uh, coming from a place of not knowing anything about their political program. So, uh, yeah. But that's just the, the way that she's portrayed at least uh in the news and and stuff and so it's it's a difficult one because yeah as i was saying we never had i never had a different head of state so that's crazy um and they're coming up now end of september the elections and we already got our um mail-in ballots and stuff and uh yeah so now my goal is just well our goal because my girlfriend's just as lost as i am um yeah we're just trying to you know smarten up about that and and just just uh read up on it and and uh see what's maybe the right direction for us but now is it as like is it as bipartisan as ours are or is it more evenly distributed like i I actually don't really know much about your electoral system yeah um or or like, do you have term lengths? Is it four yeah. terms of four years? Is that how? Yeah. That works? So um, it's always for so th- the way it works basically is we elect the members of parliament, and uh, those members of parliament elect the chancellor. So yep. it's not okay. a direct election. We we're not vo- voting yeah, for it's it. Okay, it's the same. Yeah. Then. Um, yeah. And I mean that that system's kind of okay, I guess, but for. Um, Germany, just let me quickly look that up. Um, uh, okay, so for example, in the state that I'm living in, um, there was elections earlier this year. And, oh, fuck, I just show me a ratio of who's, oh, God, we have so many parties, fuck. Um... Because in Germany, it's really easy to just found a party. So everyone's like, yeah, I, I'm i not content with how things are running. So I'm just going to create mm. my new new party. Okay, wait a second here. Oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, so the state that I'm living in is actually governed by the Green Party. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah, and that. that came from the whole Fukushima uh, nuclear yeah. disaster and... Yeah, that'll put the fear of fear. Of yes, and uh, people were like, "Well, nuclear fission's bad, so um, yeah, let's let's vote for green." And uh, the conservatives are the second strongest force, and uh, the third is is kind of shared between the left leaning central party um and the liberals Mm -hmm. and the next one is the most radical right-wing party we've had in the last 70 years uh it it got 9.7 percent um so yeah and i'm living as long as that's yeah as long as that's not higher than last well it actually actually it it was um uh, a lot lower um they lost about five uh points 
but um, in let me just see. So in our parliament, this party right now, because they are in the parliament. Um, wait a second. They have. Oh, fuck! Now I have to calculate. You for real? <laughs> this is some good content right here. Oh man, this is a this is a, a pan pan Atlantic uh, election. Talk. My brain's very Coverage. slow. Okay, I'm sorry. So, um, okay, they are. Oh fuck! Yeah, they're actually the third biggest party in the German Parliament right now. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not happy about that. <laughs> Let me just say that. I'm also not happy that the strongest left-leaning party is the fifth biggest force in the parliament. So we have like a, a very interesting <laughs> political divide in Germany. Yeah, there's a very, very whiplash from like left, right, left, yeah, right, yeah, like yeah, yeah. going down the list. Yeah. I hate fucking immigrants, but I want them to have all the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, okay, so I mean, what's going mm -hmm. on in Canada right now is... So I'll give you a little bit of backstory. So the Canada typically flip-flops liberal to conservative yeah. every either one term or two terms. And the reason for that is it's like they get one of the parties gets elected over one particular hot button item and then they fail to deliver that. And over the course of four to eight years, mm -hmm. oh, I guess they have to get reelected for the second term every four years, someone either says no no we'll really do it this time or people don't buy it <laughs> yeah and they're like oh well maybe the liberals will won't fuck up as bad this mm -hmm. time and then the, they're like i'm tired of the liberals maybe the conservatives won't fuck up yeah. this bad this time and then it's just this ad nauseum back and mm -hmm. forth um and so trudeau uh got elected or so we use the first past the post system which is like the old british thing where you have like districts and mm -hmm. stuff and he promised uh, a platform of electoral reform to purpor proportionate representation. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's important here is because um, we have a third party that is probably, yeah, third highest, and that's the New Democratic Party, the NDP. Mm -hmm. um, and they usually get like 20 to 30% of the proportionate vote, but they only ever get like five of the 130 some mm -hmm. odd seats in the House. Mm -hmm because of the way the districts are broken up. Mm -hmm. um, but if they changed it, that would be, they would get much higher. And then I think Trudeau realized that uh, they would never, ever get yeah. <laughs> a majority government ever again. Um, but the funny thing is, so now in the midst of a fourth wave of pandemic, he called a national election with, in hopes of gaining more mm -hmm. power. I guess. And it's like completely backfiring because they didn't have a platform prepared. And uh, they, we have this Canadian version of the onion called the mm -hmm. Beaverton. And there was a, a post yesterday that said, Trudeau asks governor general to declare election takesies backsies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's like, it's completely true because he like, they have no platform, no plan at all. And then the other two parties come out of the gate, fucking thundered. Um, with their platform. So like our NDP, which has never been elected to parliament mm -hmm. minority or otherwise, they're like, okay, so let me, so they really appeal to like the millennial kind of generation. Mm -hmm. Um, the liberals aren't really liberal. They're basically center NDPs like more left. 
and they're like, all right, so we're going to um, get rid of student debt. Um, we're going to establish uh, rent control on all rented places because literally rent is like tripled this year. Shit. <clears throat> um, and, and, uh, and they're like, um, oh shit, what was there? There was a couple other things, but they're basically like, yeah, we're going to put a 50% foreign buyers tax on all properties mm-hmm. basically so that people stop jacking up and ruining the real estate from out of the country. Um, and just like all these super reasonable things that, um, all of this low hanging fruit that has slowly accumulated and has not been addressed that the other parties were like, it's just like two small potatoes for them to want to handle. And, and, uh, and then Trudeau's like, no, no, wait, uh, like me, (laughs) like me. And then NDP's like, yeah, we got, we had a good plan. And the conservatives were like, um, normally, no, I mean, I don't like conservatives. I don't vote Mm -hmm. that way, but, uh, I also, it's funny that kind of the type of people that, vote for each party when there's like they don't have to be mutually exclusive ideas like i can want to abolish student debt but also support our domestic supply chain and job security like those are not neither of those things are are bad mm-hmm. things but it seems like each party only supports one of those mm-hmm. one or the other mm. and uh but it's just like i don't know it's gonna be really interesting um what's what'll happen i'm sure the same thing's gonna happen as always does and conservatives are gonna get in but who knows? Maybe a miracle will happen. Uh, I don't know. I think it's mainly because of you know old people being a very strong force uh, in in all worldwide. countries right now worldwide. Um, because well, they you know yeah. of various issues, but they are the most prevalent age group. I think like fifty plus now. Um, and yeah, they're yeah. they're. <clears throat> I mean, we've talked about this uh, off podcast, but. Um, there, there's this whole thing about older people, uh, you know, they, they are now benefiting from social security system, um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they do not want our and the younger generations, uh, to have those same benefits, um, which are harder to reap now. Cause it will yeah, cost exactly. them. So, um. We we had in in Germany we had this thing called a um, generation contract. I'm not sure if you have something similar. It's basically uh, just that you know the generation that built Germany up after the war um, was going to basically make a contract with their children, like contract very you know in the allegorical sense here. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, that they will provide for them when they are old. So that's that's all thing. But obviously, the system was established pretty much everywhere in in the Western world, and uh, it failed because people just stopped fucking. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's uh, that's a little bit of a problem. And uh, now you're trying to explain to to grandpa, who as a car mechanic was able to you know be the only working person in the household buy a house um have enough money on the side to i don't know like pursue expensive hobbies and uh own cars and uh own property and and whatnot and uh now 
you're there with your wife who's also working and you're trying to explain it like we're both working full time and we don't have enough money to buy a house without getting into mm -hmm. so much debt and they just don't understand that it's just it's 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 not their reality and um yeah but on the other hand though so in germany actually um i've just learned that uh because my dad hit me with some cold heart facts um <laughs> so apparently and i've looked it up so at least in germany we actually do work less and less so yeah uh you when i had when i was working there i i legally was not able to work more than mm -hmm. 39.5 yeah. hours a week i think and the reason why this was so surprising for me in particular was because i work in academics there's no such rules you just you you just work and work and work and work and um it's it's very project based not so much time based and uh so when my dad told me that at first i was ah that's bullshit then i looked it up and yeah we actually do work less and less and be, because of those you know uh what you just mentioned those those whole rules about you're not allowed to work longer um because mm -hmm. after a while i mean i i guess the biggest reasoning behind it is uh that a people only want to work which is understandable um the time that they're going to be paid uh, be paid yeah. for and second that That's that the thing. company uh, is also like well um we don't want to just you know pay people without end basically um for all the hours they put in extra because then you could have someone who instead of a 40 hour week works like a 60 hour week just because he needs the money <laughs> And, and, and yeah yeah get paid overtime exactly for, yeah. so uh that's yeah and i think the system that we have here is actually quite good when it comes to that um but yeah there's definitely problems and i think uh, everywhere in the western world we're facing the same problems so i think that's why your canadian uh problems right now with like student debt which is something that we at least thankfully do not have but mostly with mm. uh, rental prices with house prices with everything um is is very relatable um even even yeah. to me here in germany yeah could you give me an average like if i wanted to buy a full house yeah i don't know if you mm -hmm. like it depends it, it depends where so um are we talking in the city? Are we talking the, the outskirts of the city? Let's say the outskirts of the city because I don't think you can buy like... I'm not talking an apartment. I want a full property with a single house that's not attached to anything okay. else. Okay. Like uh, probably somewhere near the university uh, is is like in that area on the mountain would be a good example, I think. Well, yeah. Um so I'm just I'm just looking it up here. So um, I'm just curious because that was something I never. Yeah. Learned. So it is. Okay. Oh wait a second. That's no. That's not a house. That is uh, an apartment. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm not sure what those words mean. <laughs> 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 I I feel so uneducated when it comes to stuff like that. So, okay. So what I can tell you is that uh, at least the house that I live in right now, which is in the city and has a garden, if you were to buy mm -hmm. that house, it would be around a million. 
euro. Yeah. So between probably okay. seven fifty to to a million, um, because it's right in the middle of um, Ulm, basically the city that I live in, and um, mm -hmm. it's it's a very nice area. Um, and yeah, it's you know you can't just get property with garden in cities anymore. That's just not happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and I and I uh, even right, so, sorry I even just see so there's one house that just popped up, which is um, <clears throat> actually in the in the part of the city where my girlfriend's from, which is more on the outskirts. And um, I I mean, we're not a big city, so I wouldn't call it the suburbs, but <laughs> it would be a, would be <laughs> more or less the equivalent, I guess. Um, and yeah. there's uh, six hundred thousand for hundred forty eight okay. square meters. Um, and on, yeah, let me just. So, yeah, it is getting quite expensive, and the worst part is that um, so especially, and I mean that's a very particular particular problem for me. Damn. But um, so, for example, in Germany, um, people that work in academia, like myself, um, that are not yet professors, we mm -hmm. always have time limited contracts. And uh, this leads to, for example, the problem that I will never be able um, to take out a loan um, because it's not for a house for anything bigger, basically, because it's always this argument of, well, you can't prove that you'll be employed in like one year or two years or, you know, however long my contract is. So um, right. this adds to this problem of, you know, job security not really being there. Um, also, mm -hmm. a lot of people start working and it gets harder and harder, at least in, in a lot of areas, um, to get unlimited contracts. So yeah. that's, that's always a big issue because banks don't like people <laughs> on limited contracts no matter which position you're in how much money you earn it's just yeah it's horrible yeah yeah so buying a house that's, yeah. in that's interesting it sounds so like I'm, I'm surprised at the prices because of how small the city is but then i have to consider that you have twice the population of my entire country <laughs> in the size of only one province basically yeah. so it seems it seems extremely plausible when when you consider that because like that price for a house in Ulm is about the price of a house about the same size in Toronto. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is um, which is crazy so, because if you were to look at that, so Toronto, I would more or less compare to maybe uh, Munich, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. So a big city, and uh, for five hundred thousand euros or even like a million in Munich, like. In Munich, is, is, is you would nothing. get like the door. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. So it's it's terrible there, and um, so that that's why I'm actually quite surprised. So if if that's the price of a house in Toronto, that's okay. yeah. But I guess we also have different cultures too, like in surrounding yeah. like renting versus. It's very hard to rent a house in canada mm -hmm. it's very hard to find a house to rent or like apartments yes apartments but typically we associate renting with lower class mm -hmm. and lower lower i don't know living conditions mm -hmm. versus buying buying is is the ultimate uh symbol of success in in 
in, in North America, I guess, but versus like in Europe, people will, will rent their entire lives, even if they never leave the same apartment. And it's not, it's not the, it's not a bad thing or, or it's like your quality of life is still good. It's, uh, I would I would argue that but, it's it's even better because this leads to us not being in debt our entire life. Well, yeah, so, I mean that's the thing. Yeah. So it's and uh, we value property so mm. highly that I it's like it's like this investment thing. So you buy a house for say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then when you go to retire, the idea I guess is that you sell your house and then you've got because it appreciated in value so much, you've just got all this money. And then you move into a shitty condo somewhere in the city with a bunch of other <laughs> old people who all own shih tzus and they all shit on each other's lawn. <laughs> and, then, and, and that is your, that is your suburban hell for the rest of your life. But you're like, Oh, but don't worry. I sold my house for a million dollars and I bought it for 150,000 back in 1932. Yeah. But that's um, just not going to happen anymore because if, it's just, it's not sustainable. No, and yeah. You can't have infinite growth. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's not happening anymore. You could do this in a time where when you got older, there were actually still some condos that you could buy when you're older and um, mm -hmm. somewhere where you actually want to live. Um, but so let me just, let me, let me quickly unwrap this. So the, <laughs> the, the main issue in, in, from my point of view is that now um, we're not even able to... Okay, so in, in Germany and most parts of Europe, of course you take out loans to buy a house. It's very rare that you're actually that loaded that you're just like, well, I'm just going to buy that house, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, well, no yeah. one should buy a house with cash yeah. anyways. That's a bad so, idea. So that's still quite normal. But... Um, the difference is, I think, that in Germany, in a lot of parts, it's very, very common that uh, your house just stays in the family. So it, it, it of course, mm -hmm. depends where you are, but it's very likely that if you buy a house or if your parents or grandparents have bought a house, you will most likely inherit this house. Um, mm -hmm. So this is, this is one big difference. There's this whole thing about if you have property, um, it will stay in the family. Which is good if you're in a family like that. But if you're right. yeah. not, then you will probably never be able to own a house. And then here comes the insane thing. In Germany, I don't know if you <clears throat> have the same thing in, in uh, Canada. It's an inheritance tax. So Yeah, we do. Um, I calculated it. So if your house is, uh, uh, I think I calculated with 600,000. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If the house that you're inheriting um, is valued at around 600,000, um, you will get a huge deductible. And in the end, uh, what you would have to pay is around uh, 75,000 for a 600,000 house. For the, for the ability to inherit exactly. the house. And this okay. is something that still baffles me. I'm like, you are actively trying to prohibit people from inheriting something because usually if people know they're dying because they're terminally ill, they will just, you know, gift the house to, you know, the, one of the children or whatever. Um, 
And that's usually the way it's done to avoid this. Um, but if someone just dies, just imagine, you know, your, I don't know, your mom or your dad, uh, one of them's already dead, and then uh, your mom or your dad that's still alive dies in a car accident. You're dealing with, okay, I'm like, I don't know, 28. My mom's just died. I'm uh, now an orphan. Mm -hmm. And the state asks me to, look, first of all, you got to pay for uh, the funeral. Um, if not, we're basically, we're pretty much going to desecrate the, the, <laughs> your, your parents' body. So, well, there's, there's yeah. that. Okay, there goes a couple of thousands. Then they're like, look, so your parents never really made a testament or something like that. So I was like, okay, um, if you want that house and there's no other, you know, uh, person that, that has a right to inherit it, you're going to get it, but you got to pay us 100,000 euros for it. Mm -hmm. And you sit there and you're like, why? why? Why is that a thing? Why am I being financially punished for my dad dying? Like, <laughs> Because the government makes money off transactions. Yeah, sure. And when you inherit something, there are no transactions. If you're not selling the house to somebody else, they don't make money off of that. Yeah. So they have to tax... They have to find something to tax yeah. there. Like, uh, that's that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just think it's crazy um, that we even have to do this. But, okay, so on the other hand, this whole... Um, so, for example, cars are, I think, a great example. Because in Germany, around, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, um, a shift started to happen from people owning cars to people leasing cars. And mm -hmm. uh, leasing now is very, very common. So in Germany, mm -hmm. as opposed to at least the US, where I've seen it, you will see a lot of old cars. And you, and I'm not talking about like old timers, I'm talking like shitty old beat up cars. <laughs> um, and that's because, you know, people drive the cars as long as they can. A lot of times they can't afford to uh, buy a new car. And um, so, yeah. What happened is the shift to leasing. So now you will see a lot more new cars. Also, a couple of years ago, there was this whole thing, probably also in an election year, where they were like, okay, you give us your old car and we're going to give you like a coupon for like 5,000 euros for you buying a new car according to new EU regulations, stuff like that, right, uh, which right. I think was not that bad of an idea. Um, so that's why nowadays you don't see as many old beat up cars anymore in Germany, but a lot of people with nice new cars, um, are leasing them. And the, the thought of owning a car, I've just recently talked to my girlfriend about this and, and we were both like, why the fuck would we buy a car? <laughs> this, this, this seems like <laughs> the worst thing to do with your money. You buy it within a day. It's already like depreciated almost 50% yeah. in value. Um, yeah. And wh why would you do that? At least with a new car, you know, if, you, if you're buying a used car that's still in very, very good shape and it's actually a good price. Well, yeah, it was okay, but yeah. Well, we've got, I mean, I would say most people don't. And I, I've always, um, okay, there's a guy, YouTuber, uh, Doug DeMuro, mm -hmm. who does like audio, uh, car reviews and mm -hmm. stuff. And um he says the same thing and I've seen tons of people they're like never ever buy a car 
like with cash. Yeah. But it seems that like there's kind of two. I, w- I don't know the split, but I would guess it's close to 50 50 mm-hmm. of people who lease cars and finance cars. So like financing is buying it as a loan yeah. and paying it off um, because so the, the limitations with fi- with um, with a lease is that after like, say, three years, um, all of that money that you put into it, you don't get back. And there are limita- there's a lot of limitations on how far you can drive per year, for instance. So, like, I would say, like, I mean, your limitations would be, like, you can drive it 15,000 kilometers per year. If you drive it more than that per year, you have to pay more. You have to pay, like, a, a, a fee, like a tax, basically. Um, and then there's, like, certain um, kind of sketchy limitations with, like, if it gets damaged, um, insurance insurance is 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 different with a leased car versus a financed car and if you bring back a damaged leased car then you get a massive bill basically because they're like well this car is no good to us now so you 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 know you hit some curb or whatever like you got to pay ten thousand dollars as a fee for returning this damaged car versus financing where it costs more per month but you can also um, eventually own the car or if you want after a certain time you can just sell it and you can sell it for more than you owe on it so you actually make a little bit of profit maybe um, and like you can drive it however you want you can do whatever you want to it because you own it mm. like versus a leased car you could only bring it to authorized service dealer you can only bring it back to the dealership versus a finance car where you can do whatever you want because you technically own the car Hmm. So like, um, I don't know which one I like better. I'm not particularly attached to my vehicle. Um, if it's an electric car, I think it's, it, it feels like it would be a little bit different because there's so much like, there's different things to consider. Like service is, is, is much different than, Hmm. than like gas car. And, um, I don't, I don't know. I am um, like, cause I'm actively looking f- to get rid of my vehicle now, but at a certain, like, depending on how long you finance it for, you can finance it for up to like eight years. Hmm. So there's a certain threshold of time where if you finance over that time, the depreciation is faster than the amount that you pay off the car. So you never owe less than the car's value which is a shitty situation to be yeah. in when in four years time, five years time, you want to sell it uh, to, to get a new vehicle, then you actually will sell it for less than you owe. And that's, that's a shitty situation to be in, um, which is where I'm in. Mm. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to buy, <laughs> I want to buy a Tesla uh, and I can't get any money for this car that I owe. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I I just noticed it was really interesting though, because in Germany, I like I would say. I don't know, two. I don't even know what percentage is. Tons of people would say like seventy five percent of people, seventy five seventy five percent of the cars that I saw were either Mercedes, BMW, or Audi. Uh, and all of those cars, I don't know, maybe fifty percent, but I saw a lot of them. 
Um, and all of those cars are considered like real luxury. Yeah, and they're all leased. Like, they're all leased. I know they're so, all leased. I was like, but yeah, maybe that's it. I don't yeah, know. but that's just the issue I'm taking because um, so if so if you see a BMW or um, Mercedes, chances are very high that it's even not even a private lease but a company lease. Um, right. which makes it a lot cheaper and all those liabilities that you were listing before are basically non-existent for you um, mm. so that's one of those things the other thing is um, financing a car uh, especially a new car uh, at least in my mind seems like the dumbest idea ever um, that's just something because as long as you haven't finished the financing you don't own it it's as easy as that as, as long as there's not every single cent that you paid it's not yours. So mm. you're caught up in this predicament that you just showed for leasing. Um, but you're caught up in the exact same situation, only that, you know, you don't have a dealer that kind of backs you up in this situation. Because when you bring... So my parents have been leasing cars for the last 20 years, usually for a three-year period. And then they got the new model. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm aware, there was never the case. Um, and they've both gotten into accidents where they uh, had to pay a ridiculous amount of money, like a, like a fee or something for getting an accident. It was all just cleared by the insurance, just like with any regular um, accident that right. you would have. Um, but of course, that's the German system. I have no idea what it's like in Canada. It could be totally different. But um, mm -hmm. At least here, leasing a car is really not that much different apart from the fa from from owning a car. Apart from, of course, you can't do any modifications. You can't get those six spinning rims and uh, <laughs> the the neon lights on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's so in my mind, financing is just you know is is not even is not even up there to be considered in my mind. Yeah. Um, Leasing it definitely has drawbacks. I, I totally agree. But especially when it comes to a car like a Tesla, with all the service and stuff that you need to have done. Um, if you so there's there's a saying about um, if you ah, shit, if you buy a Ferrari, um, mm -hmm. you have to be able to pay for the gas. And yeah. So, with with the EVs, but but also in general modern cars, the the maintenance costs are so high um, because those fuckers are complicated now. <laughs> it's not just like well, yeah, it's such a like this thing back in the day. Well, we're checking the oil and maybe swapping it, and that's kind of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So with buying a car, you are basically left by yourself because at least if you're leasing it and you can show that for example you have a technical issue and this technical issue definitely comes from you know the seller it's way easier to just get a new car it's mm -hmm. they're just gonna give you a substitute and that's it uh if you buy it well if you have a nice car salesman then well he might be <laughs> might be nice and and give you a new one um but you know that's that's also a bit difficult. So, I'm yeah, I'm just on, that's a good point. and also cars are just 
fuck, because I totally agree with you not being attached to my vehicle. I mean, I'm I'm kind of attached to my motorcycle, but that's a little different because it's not like a daily ride. It's just, you know, uh, for fun, basically. But um, with our car, for example, that we have right now, uh, there's like no emotional attachment at all. It's like if yeah. if that car was gone today and we would get a new one, I think neither me or my girlfriend would be sad about it or whatever. <laughs> um and it's a good car, by the way. So we're 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 totally happy to have it, but it's you know no emotional attachment whatsoever. Um, right. Yeah. And with a Tesla, I feel like you know every everything has its time, and maybe maybe if you're thinking about stuff like hmm, how could you finance it and and whatever, maybe it's just not the time yet. Maybe maybe you, well yeah 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 maybe sure. need to pull out your money from fucking moonshine coin or whatever it was called. Um, you mean my fifty dollars <laughs> exactly and pull it out of there and put it in some decent etfs and within like 10 years you're gonna have a couple of tens of thousands <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't know it's interesting like i i get the i don't know much about leasing other than what mm, i've learned mm. from just interacting with dealerships and stuff mm. i get the i get the impression that here people who finance are treated better because the dealership makes more money off of you yeah, than for sure. somebody who leases. Yeah. 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 That may that may like also I don't know. I don't fully understand what our leasing options are here. So it might actually be a good idea. I know there's there's the pride of ownership of, of something yeah. that is just kind of part of our society here. So I which Dude, you, I you also you, don't like you own a house. That's pretty cool. You're not really it's not paid off yet <laughs> fair enough so you're just a poor piece of shit <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah no but um it's like well you're about to own a house let's <laughs> just say that but <laughs> i am um i mean i know that so what's crazy is that in in germany at least you can lease pretty much everything you can lease laptops you can lease everything and i'm not talking about financing i'm talking about leasing so um, mm-hmm. even with notebooks, I've seen that uh, because I've bought a new one earlier this year and uh, I was thinking about maybe getting like uh, like a very, very good one for about 2,000 euros, but I would never be able to pay that just at once. So um, I was looking around for options and it turns out I could have rented this, uh, sorry, leased that um, notebook for like two years and then give it back. And for me, it was like, well, that seems like kind of a good deal because electronics, they decrease so much in value mm-hmm. so quickly. I was like, hmm, maybe that's a good idea. So I looked up what the laptop cost when I would just buy it. It was around 2000 Then I looked at the lease. Uh, would be almost a 50% markup. <laughs> right, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I see how that works. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, it sucks. But it's also it's also upfront cost versus long term cost. Yes. Like yes. Um, and the, and it, that's actually something that um, is like fa- you know so called fast fashion like H and M. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people buy their fast fashion because it's cheap. Yeah. Um, but like say for instance, just shoes. If you buy shoes from um H and M or something, or like Zara. Um, your shoes are cheap per pair of shoes, but 
because they're cheap shoes, you over time will spend more money yes. replacing cheap shoes per year than buying like you know, like a two hundred dollar yeah. pair of shoes and having them for more more time. But because the upfront cost is so cheap, it's like easier in the moment to purchase it and justify it. Which is um, also just a symptom of of what we've talked about initially with just the funds that we have available compared to what it was like 50 years ago, where right. you could buy a pair of boots that would last you for 10 years. Now you buy mm-hmm. a pair of boots that costs maybe just 20% of it, um, but it's only going to last you one year. So that way mm-hmm. you will have paid double the amount of money within 10 years than you would have 50 years ago. So it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of tough, but but then again, I feel like well, those are issues that we have, and those are real issues, definitely, um, be, because you know, just you have an iPhone, you have a MacBook, but you don't have, and I'm not just specifically talking about you; I'm talking about in in general. <laughs> um, but you have no money, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's not like if someone were to come to you and be like, hey, uh, I need $5,000 from you. Now, you have to pay that. You would be like, well, how much is my kidney worth? So, yeah, that, and, th- and that's a problem of our generation. We're this like, we are poor in money, but rich in possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of fast fashion that you just mentioned and uh, electronics has the same kind of idea behind it, um, like look at the phones and how they release a new one every single year and uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of younger people buying the new one every single year and they're buying it to, course, together yeah. with contracts from their providers um, that make it seem like well it's actually a good deal you're gonna get that yeah. together with your contract and you only pay like I don't know 80 bucks per month um, and then you calculate it and you're like yeah I almost paid double the price for the phone now because then you have to pay something up front, usually like, usually I think it's like 20, 25% of mm-hmm. uh, what the phone would usually cost. And you're like, well, I basically just bought the phone for 250 euros. But then it turn, yeah. turns out. Be- yeah, because, but then you pay 40, exactly. 40 per month. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I think, you know, since we're living, um, it's, it's always been like that, you know, ask and demand. So what, what, our generation demands is possession but um, in an affordable way so the manufacturers have to manufacture stuff that can be relatively cheaply purchased but pretty much has to be substituted within a reasonable amount of time and Mm -hmm. I think that accounts for everything right now yeah. and e- yeah. e- even for cars by the way i'm i'm convinced that the cars right now like people have been driving around and still are sometimes driving around old bmws old mercedes here in, in germany that aren't like yeah. fancy old timers they're just really fucked up old <laughs> cars that were <laughs> bought by their grandparents sometimes and um just stayed in the family for like 40 years um because they couldn't afford to buy a new one and exactly yeah nowadays well either you lease it or you buy a used car and you're gonna get rid of it within the next three years most likely so it's yeah 
Yeah. Times yeah, are changing. Yeah, exactly. And that and they just uh, I saw this thing that really kind of like seemed like if we're on this metaphorical stairwell going down, mm. uh, it was uh, it was like a really big step, and it was this um, thing that Amazon, I think Apple, wanted to institute this too, and it's called buy now, pay later, basically. So mm-hmm. not even financing a thing, you yes. just get it, and then you have to pay for it later. Like yeah, that is yeah, so like that is just really bad. That I think that's a terrible, terrible thing to institute. Because people are just going to, so many people, the upfront cost is like that barrier for them to assess whether they can afford something. And most people will just not consider whether they can actually afford it and then find out later that they can't for the hard way. Yes. Yes. I think especially with PayPal with this pay in 14 days option, um, Mm -hmm. that I think, so sometimes I can imagine that it makes sense because um, at least I I definitely Mm. remember as a student um there were months where i had like 10 euros 20 euros left at the end of the month yeah and then even for stuff like i don't know you 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 buy something off amazon that you might actually need and you're like well if i buy it now and pay it now i'm gonna be in red numbers you know that's 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 gonna be quite Mm -hmm. bad so I yeah. postpone it like until the next month, and then you forget about it pretty much. And uh, someday you, you, oh, oh fuck, okay, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah. On a less depressing note, um, that was <laughs> literally so that was the only thing that I I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> so, YouTube Shorts. Um, mm. Yeah, tell me. I consider myself to be a connoisseur of the of the fine shorts. Um, oh, it's it's it's. There are some good ones out there, but but they're not the ones that I'm prompted usually. There are some there. So, for example, I discovered this guy who. Um, Kind of looks like and definitely sounds like Jack Black's brother or like Lost Son or whatever. <laughs> so that was amazing. Um, he's AMH. Give me a second. Um, I, re- I really want to shout this guy out because he's he's amazing. Uh, well, they're amazing. They're, they're a band. Um AMH, I, I don't remember. Adam and the Metal Hawks. That's what they're called. That even sounds like a Jack Black band. Exactly. And now, listen to this. Um, and there was even... So, Jack Black actually did a um, reaction on, on TikTok to that. Um, okay, let me just turn this up. I mean, holy shit, that's Jack Black. Sounds like him. It's crazy, right? And so this guy, for example, I discovered through YouTube Shorts, which is 
cool because it's an actual YouTuber who now, because of this, really took off. And him yeah. and the whole band, they're so talented. They're so great. Um, I'm so happy for them. But I'm not shitting you. I have YouTube, the app, open right now. There's, you know, when you open the app, you usually have one video first that's prompted uh, from your feed. And then right mm -hmm. below, you have the shorts. And the first one, two, three, four. The first four videos that I'm being prompted are TikTok videos. They even have the TikTok branding. Yeah, people just... I mean, YouTube Shorts is is their TikTok competitor. Yeah, so and, 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 that's, like and that's totally fine. Still waiting for Pornhub quickies, though. But it's <laughs> really, really cool that... Uh, this format exists because I mean, why not? But um, they are just blatantly taking TikTok content, um, and I'm and I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of times I I would oh fuck now I started something oh fuck. So um, I guess a lot of times it's the creators themselves that are actually yeah they upload their own it, TikTok exactly. video. They just and I, and and I think that's okay. A lot of times though, it's just compilation channels. We're like, okay, that's mm. that's kind of strange. But what just bothers me most is this whole shit that I'm being prompted. Like the first four videos is if you would have asked five years ago or ten years ago a psychologist to define narcissistic disorder. <laughs> it's literally, it's pretty girls, yeah. They, they are pretty, yeah, no doubt about it. And um, if they, you know, want to pose for, like, Instagram photos or whatnot, it's, it's all cool. But it's literally nothing but just pretty girls almost undressing uh, for YouTube shorts. Yeah, and then they're, like, dancing or something, but, it, like, finding an excuse to not wear pants. A lot of times, not even that. A lot of times it's not even like wearing a nice dress or something. Sometimes it's literally pretty much undressing. And, oh, fuck, that's so bad. And I get those recommendations and I see it. I'm already pissed off. But then I still click it and like scroll through <laughs> to, to, to like the next video. And because a lot of times there are some very cool videos. Uh, you know, very personalized, nice videos. So right now, I was I was just going through it, just exemplary. So so I I had this. I've never heard of her. Apparently, she's she's huge. Uh, Bella Porch. I I had no idea who who this girl was. She's some, I think some Asian American girl who's pretty, and I think that's her only character trait. Um, but then I get go to the next one. And I see a maneuver by Sebastian Vettel from, from five years ago <laughs> where he yeah. did a double overtake in the pit lane. Fuck, that was crazy. And, you know, that's why I, I do watch those shorts and I do enjoy them from time to time because they, they prompt stuff like that as well. But I'm just not sure how I should feel about this whole thing of just young girls getting out there in front of a camera basically undressing completely um doing nothing but just you know looking hmm. pretty 
and gathering a followership, a followership of, let's be honest, probably 90% creepy guys. Well, yeah, I don't even know. If, I mean, it's there's, I, I won't pretend to analyze a woman's decision to do that, but yeah. I, it's like probably also, I mean, it's easy. Like there are just a million guys and they will just like men are everywhere. They are a dime a dozen and they will click on a hot girl any day and women know this and they know that they can get a lot of views which translates to money from youtube because youtube will pay per like for the views and stuff like that and it's they they know that i don't know if i don't know how much of it's narcissism and how much of it's like you know kind of applauding them for being clever and just taking advantage of dumb people who just click over and just like salivate over a woman doing nothing of value really just like a lot of the videos are just like you know the video the content itself is invaluable but somebody will just be like "Ooh, a hot girl but like yeah i i I don't know it's um yeah just my my colleague told me when when she went to greece um two two weeks ago um she and her husband they were at a like really really beautiful beach it was uh, white sand, it, w- it was beautiful. And she said that there was only one other couple that was also there at the time. And she was doing one of those TikTok dances mm-hmm. and he was filming her. And they mm-hmm. basically started arguing about how he's not filming it correctly and, and she's she keeps messing up and whatever, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's weird to see this transition from People back in the day just, and I'm not talking like you have to stand still for 15 minutes so you weren't allowed to smile um, back in the day pictures, but like 10 or 15 years ago, people were posing for pictures, but you know, you might throw like a peace sign in there if you're a little rebellious, maybe flip the old bird or something, but Mm -hmm. um, that, that, that was about it. Then the whole weird stuff started with like planking and whatnot, which was still, I mean, it was quite memeable. It was, I guess, still a little funny, but that was kind of it. It was still very harmless and innocent, you know? And now Mm -hmm. it's this, you, you have mainly girls that are posing in front of something without a lot of clothes on because as as you were just saying that's the clickbait that's how they get you to click and that's their life and that's the legacy that they will will leave on the internet that, that just doesn't forget and yeah. i'm just not sure how to feel about that it's it's one thing if you maybe expressed an opinion or something that's just out there um you can always be like okay look that was like five years ago ten years ago people grow as a person it's different when you have hundreds of videos associated to you as a person uh Mm -hmm. basically just portraying yourself as a a softcore stripper that's pretty much what what you're doing at this point and i I think because there's this incentive of money, um, 
you're you're totally right. A lot a lot of a lot of girls see that and try to use that, but do not think just the least bit about the ramifications of that. And I think that's a huge problem. And I also think it's a huge problem that uh, TikTok apparently I've just read that I still haven't installed that app, but. Um, TikTok no. apparently has a <laughs> lot of not safe for work content, and I'm talking very, very explicit content. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of like OnlyFans level shit on there, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm not sure how age restricted that is. I mean, yeah, on YouTube there's also stuff like naked yoga and whatnot. That's still debatable whether it should be <laughs> on the world's <laughs> biggest video platform, but. Um, outright just, you know, pornographic stuff is, um, is there really I, naked I, yoga on YouTube? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Have, have a nice evening with, with that. How is this on YouTube? Yeah. This playlist is just called sex. <laughs> It's educational, dude. I thought YouTube would just like automatically detect no, us and then not all. And by the way, we got rejected by a podcast sponsoring platform because we make explicit content. So oh, like we swear. Well, yeah. Ooh la la. Yeah, and uh, so you know, it's if they would have said you have too few subscribers i would be like yeah obviously but <laughs> that's fair they, they were like your content is too explicit sorry and it took them 20 days to figure that out motherfuckers but yeah anyways so uh we're probably never gonna find a way to monetize our podcast um so uh i think that's that's good it keeps it light it, it keeps us you know motivated Otherwise, we would just bow to the capitalist overlords in the end. And that way we can do what... Gee willikers, they're, they're pally. Uh, uh, what, what should we talk about next? <laughs> is that good Christian Jason now? <laughs> yeah, good. this is good Christian podcast talk here. Welcome <laughs> down to Southern uh, Baptist uh, uh, po- podcast. Um, <laughs> come step into the water with me and my, my <laughs> brother... Brother Franz and uh, bask in the Lord's forgiveness as we we go through Psalms eight. I don't know how many there are. Oh geez, Jason, do you want to talk about absolution? <laughs> yeah, but first let me let me let me all of these <laughs> this woman's ankles here real quick. <laughs> and and before we do that, a quick word from our sponsor that we have now since we're a good Christian podcast. <laughs> Uh, Christian ketchup it's still red (laughs) made from the blood of our lord and savior (laughs) oh man oh god no but uh, yeah I I think in the end it's um, it's not going to be a problem eventually since you know uh, a lot of a lot of podcasts out there uh, make Stuff that's way worse than ours, and they I'm still survive. mostly the things that I listen to, yeah, and they're pretty big, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking to be. I know, honestly, if I had to choose, like, if we had a million, 
podcast subscribers, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want that because that it it slowly migrates, slowly evolves into a full time job at some point. I'm I'm not sure about that. I mean, since like take the Triforce podcast as an example, um, they I mean sometimes they just do not do an episode if they don't feel like it, um, mm. and they I mean now they have sponsors, but but they've done like the first what 120 episodes or something without. And, yeah. um, yeah, and they've, I mean, they have already been, you know, successful in the gaming community, but, mm-hmm. um, e- even more surprising that they didn't have a sponsor earlier, but I think it's literally because they just didn't give a shit about, you know, that in this, yeah, in this case. Point. So, um, I, I don't think you, no. I, I, I guess think, it's all about the expectations you build. Yeah. And also I don't want to, you know, uh, just pander to one specific sponsor um but if you want to listen to a podcast and discover new ones go to Podnots. Podnots, the world's best ai driven podcasting platform but this is actually um, disputed by um one account that follows oh. us um who claim let, let me let me just let me just look that up and uh who claim they're they're called Podacity AI, and okay. uh, they are f- okay. They are focused on building personalized audio learning experiences for Do you Spotify. Think we could incite a podcast recommendation civil war um, between two platforms. I mean, speaking of platforms, NordVPN. Uh, <laughs> this, this podcast is not sponsored by NordVPN. No. Uh, and nor do I use the product, but yeah. Uh, but we are available <laughs> on um, Amazon and Audible now. Uh, All pa- right on. Papa took care of that, and Thanks, um, yeah. So uh, if if you want to go back and listen to to the episodes uh, using another unnecessary app, just just go to Audible. Uh, Audible.com, your your best resource for all all the podcasts that you can get for for free also, on on other apps also, as well. Um, also, for our older listeners, Amazon, um, uh, due to the cheapness of certain electronics, you can actually purchase an MP3 player loaded with an individual episode because that's all it can carry. Um, <laughs> and it will be shipped directly to your door within 12 to 6 weeks. Oh, well, <laughs> 12 to 6 weeks? What? Oh, wait. 6 to 12. <laughs> Sorry, my... Uh, my dyslexia kicked in there. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Okay, man. So enough ad reads for this week. Uh, go follow us um, on uh, at Friends Apart Pod. Yeah, Friends Apart Pod. That's our Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and and uh, sh- tweet tweet us. Tweet tweet to us. Tweet at us. Yeah. I'm Twitter, just Twitter. Tweet all over our faces and in give, and around my eyes. And then give us a warm just damp cloth to get rid of all your tweets okay thanks cool so it was a pleasure talking to you buddy <sighs> and uh, yeah probably oh yeah when this episode airs probably we will not have done an episode like uh, er- yes, every other week yeah oh, be- because Jason uh, decided to you know just abandon me I'm um, actually just gonna. I've scheduled two long jerk sessions um, that just happened to fall <laughs> oh, on a Sunday. So, I, oh God! I, I hope mean, you just brought enough lotion. Of course.
Oh, what shit. do you think Costco's for? <laughs> Just a huge tub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ice cream scoop. So, uh, yeah, you have a good one. Uh, go fuck yourselves and and don't don't listen to any other podcasts. We we reign supreme. Bye. Bye. <laughs>